Here we go, guys. Welcome back to the 90% Podcast, where we talk about basketball and life and how the game, whether you're thinking the game is basketball or life, is 90% mental. Today, I'm joined by a great friend of mine, um, Cocoa Beach native, similar to me, um, Zach. How are you doing today, Zach? Zach Amato. I'm wonderful. Thank you guys for having me on today. Good pleasure to be here, man. Let's get it. So yeah. Zach is a great speaker. Um, you create content yourself, and so I'm really excited for this episode. Really excited yeah. for you to share some perspective. Um, we don't have a specific topic. We're gonna talk about passion a little bit. That's kind of what we came up with right before this. So let's just dive right in, Zach. Mm-hmm. What are you passionate about? That's a that's a big question, right? It's it seems like it's one that everyone should just have a direct answer to, but that's a pretty packed in question if you get down to the nitty gritty of it. So. For me, passion is a few different things. It looks different to me, but the main thing that it comes back to and the thing that it all leads back to for me is giving back to my community, helping people any way that I can, using gifts that I have that I was blessed with for good. One of my gifts is speaking. I love speaking. It's my passion. I love being a motivational speaker. And I looked for a very long time in my life for a way that I could give back to my community or give back to people in general. And I found myself being someone that loves to inspire people to not only chase their dreams, but to just feel better about themselves. Uh And so I was able to stumble across, basically stumble upon this gift of speaking with Motivate Me, my nonprofit. Oh, yeah. You know, we got to do some events where we got to use the mic and we got to speak to people. And it seemed to be where when I had the microphone, people seemingly started to listen. And Jamal, the founder of my nonprofit, he came to me one day after we were speaking and he literally told me, he said, you know, you, you're pretty good at what you do. Oh yeah. And I I said, what do you mean by that? He goes, when that microphone's in your hand, people listen. And I thought about that for a while and it kind of clicked in my head. Okay. That's my gift. So I'm passionate about it. I feel good about it. When I'm in front of a microphone, when I'm in front of a camera, I feel good. I feel at home. I feel at peace. I'm not stressed out. I'm not scared. I'm not anxious or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, you feel like you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, feel, I just feel at home. And it's, I like the, the fact that I can use that kind of gift to inspire somebody. I can give that gift to somebody else to say, hey, look at this guy doing what he loves to do and not really caring about what anybody says about it. And they can inspire it can be inspired to do the same thing, essentially. So it all ties back to giving back. And obviously with what we do with the nonprofit is we go out and we feed homeless people. We go out and we work with Boys and Girls Club of America. We've worked with Lava Mate in Los Angeles. We, walk, we worked with Youth for Christ in Seattle. We do these trips so we can give back. We work with United Way, U.S. Foods. Um, we bring our own supplies. We make our own fundraising we do everything on our own and we go out and we just try to help somebody and not expect anything in return we just want people to feel good about themselves so i think for me it all comes back to like we talked about being passionate about helping people giving somebody hope inspiring them to chase their dreams the same way i do in the same way that you do man that was i love that that is a great answer right there and i and you know me a little bit or mm-hmm. a decent amount. Mm-hmm. And so I would say I'm very similar in that sense, right? Is I want to give back. I want to serve. I want to help people. It's just, I think I've gone through phases of my life where it's been all about me. Mm-hmm. And I, and then I have other phases where it's not about me at all. And it's about others. And I think I feel a lot better when it's about others. Right. Exactly. So that's huge right there. So how did you get started with um, Motivate Me and that nonprofit? 
That's a good question. So Motivate Me originally started from Jamal, our founder. He he developed it from when he was playing sports and he was playing football. Um, he used it as a motivational tactic when people would doubt him. He would use the phrase in his head, okay, keep motivating me. I Ooh. like it. I like that. Keep yeah. motivating me. And so it became a thing where all of our friends, the, the close-knit group, we were all athletes and we all did sports. We all did football, basketball, you name it. We were all a close-knit community. And so we used the Motivate Me tag to create an organization that was based on being doubted. And so we got to showcase, okay, you want to keep doubting us? Well, look at, look at what we can do. And so they used their physical gifts on the field or on the court to showcase that in video form and to inspire people and, you know, Kind of, it really kind of was like our own and one mixtape, you know. But it was for football as well, and then it kind of developed from there. It transitioned when we started to peel back the layers a little bit, and we said, "Okay, this is cool, this is great." But behind that, where's our root? Where's this based in? And so it kind of came back to being a spiritual thing for us. Uh-huh. So then that kind of went from being something that's showcasing our physical gifts that way to showcasing spiritual gifts, and so. We went from doing things like that to, okay, now we want to inspire people to chase their dreams. Now we want to make a difference in the world because people need that right now. Oh, yeah. We people s- definitely need motivation, right? Yeah. And so I, I love the name of the nonprofit, Motivate yeah. Me, right? Yeah. It says, it says it in it, right? Yeah. Um, and so where are you guys currently at and where are you guys trying to go with Motivate Me? So we normally we fundraise for a yearly trip that we do every summer. So we will pick out destinations around the country that seemingly need the most help and we plan out a road trip we fundraise for it we do everything we we map it out is that your guys my bad interrupt is that road to relief that's road to relief yes yeah that's road to relief that's what it's called we haven't been able to do it since 2019 due to the pandemic and um all of our members just at the same time moved to different areas jamal moved to los angeles sean moved to phoenix darius moved to seattle few of them are still in pensacola so everybody was moving around so it was a lot harder to get together to do these things However, the mission has always been the same. So even though in the f- past three or four years that we have not been able to go out, we've been able to still use the resources that we get from U.S. Foods, from Amway, from Bomba Socks, sponsored by Bomba Socks. Get you some Bomba Socks. They give us a thousand socks, a shipment if we ask for it with nothing else. They don't need anything else from us. They ask us, hey, do you need a shipment? We say yes. They send a thousand socks in boxes to Jamal's house. And we will use that and we will distribute it to the community that needs it. And it's funny that we, we talk about that is at the end of this month, I'm actually traveling out to L.A. to meet with Jamal. And we're going to, you know, get a lot of work done. But he's got the shipment ready at his house. And that was the first priority that I thought of. OK, we're going to get these socks out to the people of Los Angeles. So, oh, yeah, even though our, our circle has kind of been smaller and, you know, we haven't been able to go out as much as we wanted to, uh-huh. we're still going to be able to give back to the community some way. So I'm really excited to do that. Yeah, no, yeah. and I love it. And the goal, obviously you guys have your goals with Motivate Me, but to me, the goal should just be keep it going, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it, you might have years where you guys do a lot, years where you do a little, but as long as you can keep the the vision and the mission, like you said, alive, then you're doing, you're, you're giving back, right? And exactly. you're serving. So exactly. sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, man. man. I love that. Um, cool. So let's transition a little bit. Give me something else that you're passionate about. So I know obviously helping people, right? If you had to pick one other thing that Zach is passionate about, what would it be? 
I guess if I had to think about it from a selfish perspective, I guess it, it it's weird because it really does come back to, you know, helping people. But I just love speaking. I love public speaking. I love motivational speaking. Uh-huh. So though that does help people and though that does inspire people, it inspires me and it helps me as well. For sure. So I think- And you got to help yourself to be able to help other people. So if speaking makes you feel good. Exactly. Um, That ties in with being able to help Yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. So I, I've, I've thought about things like that over the years. And I feel like as I've grown up and as I've matured, my priorities changed. And so- you know, when you're young, when you're going through high school, right, fresh out of high school, you're you're still in that mindset of like, oh, I, I want people to see me. I want people to think I'm cool. I we want, want to feel significant. Yeah, right? like, yeah. like, oh, I want people to think, oh, he's got a dope outfit on. He's got a dope haircut. He's a cool guy. I want to hang out with him. You know what I mean? And all that stuff. And that's just the nature of being a kid. And as I grow and as I got older, my priorities changed from being, okay, I, I want to be a cool kid to just, hey, I want to have a purpose that matters in this life. To me, those things are... You know, they matter to you when you're 18, 19 years old, uh-huh. but when you're 27, they don't really matter to you anymore. Yeah. So for me, when I have a microphone in my hand, when I have a stage in front of me, when I have an audience in front of me, it gives me a rush like I'm in game seven of the NBA finals. Damn. And, and like it's whether there's one person there, whether there's 10,000 people there, doesn't matter. You get the same message and you get the same passion for me. And I love that. I love that idea. And I've mapped out this idea in my head that one day, hopefully sooner than later, that I'm going to be selling out arenas and I'm going to be able to inspire people like the people before me have done, like C.T. Fletcher's done, like Gary Vee's done, like Grant Cardone does. Oh, yeah. Like that, but put my own twist on it. Oh, yeah. So I take inspiration from the guys that are successful that have done it before me, but I also have humble confidence, humble confidence that I can do it and take that to another level and I can be the next guy that people look at and say, this guy really cares about what he's doing. This guy just wants to motivate people, and he's somebody I want to go see. And and I want him to be able to inspire me. I want to be that guy. And so, feel your energy and yeah. be in your presence, all of that. Yeah. You said the word matter or meaning. Um, one of those said something about that stuff doesn't matter, right, uh, back in the day. And mm-hmm. so what that makes me think of is I heard a quote, and you've probably heard this quote of like, anything worth doing is worth doing well, right? Mm-hmm. And then that got me thinking, like, who determines what is worth doing, right? Because what's worth doing to me might be different than what's worth doing to you and somebody else and X, Y, Z. So I think with that, um, I don't know, this is just where my mind went, is when you actually boil it down when you're not in high school anymore or thinking like a kid, there's actually very few things that really matter, mm-hmm. right? And um, you get to decide what those are, yeah, right? And so... I think it's more that, I don't know where I'm going with this, but pretty much that most things aren't worth doing if you really mm-hmm. think about it. So the things that are worth, it is worth putting everything that you got into mm-hmm. it, right? And yeah. so it's like that saying is, if it's worth doing at all, it's worth doing well. Yeah. Um, the way I look at that is only a few things are worth doing and you got to really choose what those things are, right? right? Because probably dressing nice or having a g- cool car yeah, or... Yeah posting funny things on Snapchat, yeah. probably not worth it in your long-term meaning horizon. Yeah. And yeah. we all get to determine what matters and what our meaning is. And so yeah. most people, I don't think, take the time to critically think about what matters to them, which again, only a few things really matter yeah. at the end of the day. So I don't right. know, I just kind of went on a tangent there, no, but no, that's no. just where my mind went with that. No, and, and that makes sense because everybody's thought process is different. Everybody feels 
their priorities are different. So for some people, the the material things or the things that are superficial that feels that way to me that still might be important to somebody else and that's okay. That's great. It's just not what I want to focus on. I want to. I'd rather be a good person than be somebody that's got cool things and yeah. drops money on expensive things. I want to. If if all if I if I do all that, that's great. But who is Zach as a person? You know what I mean? Because if I want people to come around me, eventually they're going to have to know who I am rather than the car I drive, rather than the money I spend on clothes, whether the haircut I got or who, who my entourage is or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They have to know who Zach Amato is. And if they don't like who Zach Amato is, then what am I doing? Why am I doing this? You know what I mean? So it's, I'd rather be somebody that's more minimalistic and just focuses on being the best person that I can be and take it that way. And like you said, when you talk about things that you're passionate about, when things that really matter to you, things that when you get down to the nitty gritty of it and you look in your heart, what gets your heart jumping fast? So let me ask you this real quick. Which matters more to you, money or time? Time. Which matters more to you, money or people? People. Which matters more to you, time or people? People. Nice. Right. I love, I love that. Right. Always. Cause a lot of times you were on it. Right. Yeah. A lot of times when I ask people these questions, they have to pause and think. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will say money first. Of course. They'll say money over time, money yeah. over people. Yeah. But then we can do that, play that game where it's like, oh, well, okay. If I give you $10 million yeah. today, but then you're going to die tomorrow, would you take the 10 million? No. Okay. So then which matters more the time or the money, right. the time. Okay. Yeah. And then same thing. We could play the game of, okay, if I give you 10 million, but I'm going to kill this person, yeah. which matters more, right? So yeah. a lot of people don't think about these things. And I think it's huge that you knew right away, mm-hmm. right? Time is the most important, or people. People, time, time then money. money. Yep. yep. And, and then you can kind of frame your life and everything around that. So one thing I want to ask you, and this is something that I think about, and Zach actually brought this up, is public speaking, right? Obviously you feel confident. I feel like I've gotten more and more confident. I'll be honest. When I first started, I remember even running sessions with three players in them. Mm-hmm. And these are 10 year old kids. I would be thinking to myself, Oh man, what are they thinking about? What You're I'm just saying? stressed out. Yeah. Really. yeah. <laughs> when really they're not thinking that they're thinking, what is the kid next to me? Yeah. Think, nobody's thinking about that. So yeah. anyways, how do you get over now? Like I said, I've gotten a lot more confident. You seem very, very confident in your speaking abilities, but this is the 90% podcast where we talk the game whether it's basketball or life, is 90% mental, mm-hmm. right? And so a lot of that is mental, right? Yeah. You can either talk yourself into it's scary or you can talk yourself into actually it's really not. So how do you feel? What, what would you say? How do people get over that fear or anxiety or whatever you want to call that of public speaking, whether that's to one person, five people, or to 10,000 people? So the fear of public speaking is the same fear that anybody feels when they care about something. And what I mean by that is when you first started Fast Phenom, you had this great idea in your head and you're like, I know exactly how I want to execute this. I know exactly what it's going to look like in my head. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to get this warehouse set up. I'm going to put the floors down. I'm going to paint the walls. I'm going to put the hoops up. It's going to be official. We're going to be rocking and rolling. We're going to do our thing. And then when it comes time for your first session, you stop and you're like, oh, it's real now. Uh-huh. And you've, your heart starts beating fast because you're like, I just want to do a good job. I want to show people what I can do. I want to be able to give these kids their money's worth, right? And it means something to you. That's why you feel that passion. That's why you feel the fear when you first start doing stuff. And, it, and to be honest with you, when you care about something long enough and when you just keep doing things, that fear doesn't really go away. And so I can't give you advice on how to get over the fear, but what I can tell you is, is that you can harness that fear 
and use that to your advantage. Instead of taking the fear as a deterrent, use that to your advantage. Everything that you do with here matters. Everything that you say matters. So you have to put positive affirmations out into the world. If you say, oh, my heart's beating fast before I go out on the stage, before they give me a microphone, I could take that as, oh, I don't know if I'm ready or not. Or I can take it as, I'm so ready that my heart is literally beating I like out that. of my chest. One thing that I've um, told basketball players is that if you really focus on your body, you your body doesn't know the difference mm-hmm. if you're excited or if you're nervous. Right. It's the same feeling. Right. So just tell yourself, you're not nervous, you're excited. Yeah, right? Exactly. So that's pretty much what you're saying there. It, exactly. And so it's like for me, when I have the microphone in my hand, when I'm getting ready to go out on the stage, it's like, hey, this is what I've worked for. This is what I've wanted since I can remember. I'm ready for this moment. That fear that I feel just tells me that, hey, this means something to you. You care about it. If you felt nothing at all, then you're in the wrong profession, that you're not doing what you really care about. You have to feel it in here. A coach before every game, doesn't matter if they're playing the, the winless team from across the street, they're still nervous because they want to win. They care about it. They want the kids to have a good game. They want to ha- coach a great game. It's the same thing with speaking. It's the same thing when teaching your class. If you care about something, if something really matters to you, you're going to feel that in here. It's going to beat out of your chest. And you could take that as a deterrent or you could use it as saying, hey, I still care about this. I love this so much. And now I'm about to go. I'm going to go out there when the lights shine on me and I'm about to give them a show. And I'm going to add to that by saying that something that I've been really obsessed with the last few months is choices and decisions, right? And we all make choices every day, small ones or big ones, right? And by saying yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think that if you're nervous or you're feeling fear or whatever, and you get whatever you have to talk or play a basketball game, whatever you're nervous about, you have to make a decision is which is more important to me, me feeling comfortable and um, how do I get to what I'm saying? Pretty much if I say no to doing that thing because I'm a little fearful, mm-hmm. I'm also saying no to helping people, right? In of your course. case of public speaking. Of so it's which one matters more, right? Mm-hmm. Am I going to say yes to me feeling slightly uncomfortable, but a lot of other people benefiting? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to say yes to, no, I'm not going on stage and all these people yeah. not benefiting. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so I think it's all like perspective also of which yeah. matters more. Does so that, that kind of make so, sense? So that's, that's a good point I wanted to bring up and you just rolled right into it. So it's, that's the fear of leaving your comfort zone. So people are so afraid of leaving their comfort zone because they're afraid of failure. And I understand that. I definitely understand that. But if you stay in your comfort bubble, if you stay in your comfort zone, you won't fail, but you won't grow. Can we pause real quick? Yeah. I want to just ask you this. People are afraid of what? What did you say? Their comfort zone. No, you said people are scared to leave their comfort zone because they're afraid of what? Because they're afraid to fail. Afraid to fail. Yeah. So what is your definition of failing? That's, that's is what I would ask you yeah. and is what I would ask everybody else, right? Because I get a lot of players that tell me, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to fail or I just want to make it or yeah. whatever it is. And until you've mm-hmm. defined that, because mm-hmm. to me, it's not you made it or you didn't make it or you failed or you didn't fail. It's mm-hmm. what, how are you looking at that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because so what I consider a failure, somebody else could consider a success, that's true. right? That's true. So I think that's a tough word. Like, I get what you're saying completely. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid to leave their comfort zone yeah. because they have this thing in their mind that yeah. they're going to fail. Yeah. But it's also like, did you actually fail? Like, I, to me, yeah. not trying is failing more than trying and 
not getting the result that you want because exactly. now you at least have some yeah. information about, okay, next time I do this, I need to do it this way, right? Exactly, and that's, that would be my point too. It's just there's, there's two ways you can fail. The first way is never trying, like you said, and the second one is giving up too early. I so, like that. So that's yep. the thing. You only fail, in my opinion, the only way you can fail is if you just didn't give it your all, if you just bailed out when it got hard. That's the only way you can fail because you're going to get knocked down oh, in yeah. everything that you do. Uh-huh. And it's going to hurt. And it's going to sting. and It's going to put those intrusive thoughts in your head. That's, but that's normal. We're humans. It's what happens. But if you get back up and dust yourself off and learn from what you just did, you don't fail. You just grow and you learn. You only fail when you stop and you don't go back to it, even though you know you want to do it. That's, that's my opinion. No, that's major. That's, that's major right there. Yeah. Sweet. Um, let's do this. We talked about passion, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say that there's somebody out there that has no passion mm-hmm. or they think they have no passion. To me, I, I think that's the same concept of like, it's not you're either passionate or you're not. It's mm-hmm. how passionate are you? There's yeah. people that are super passionate and there's people that are less passionate, but everybody has passion about something. So, but let's say there's somebody that thinks that they're like, man, I'm not passionate about anything. Cause I've talked to a bunch of people that tell me that they're not passionate about anything. Where should they start? How do they find their passion? I think it just starts with, you know, what makes you feel happy. So you look at things, if you don't know for sure about what you want to do, try new things. Dude, get out of your, again, get out of your comfort zone. You do the same routine every day. So how are you supposed to find something that you're passionate about? If everything that you do every day, you don't truly care about. So do something different. Take an art class. Take a basketball class. Go to the gym if you don't go to the Definitely gym. Definitely take a basketball take class. Take a basketball class with <laughs> Fast Phenom and Tyler Matthews, by the way. There we go. But you know what? It's, it's, you just got to get yourself out there and try different things. Something's going to grab you. Something will, when you leave it, you'll say, hey, that was fun. And you'll think about that and be like, okay, I had a lot of fun doing that. I'm not very good at it yet because I just started, but I had fun with it. That might be your passion. Keep trying it. And I think a lot of people, they, they try something maybe once or twice. And it doesn't grab them at first. And so they think that it never will and they leave it alone. Uh huh. You know, but I remember I love basketball too. But when I first started playing basketball when I was two or three, I couldn't make a shot. I was, I was shooting grannies. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> but, and it, and it made me upset and I didn't like doing it. But I kept going out there and I started to like it more and more. I gave it a chance. I gave it a true chance and I ended up liking it. And it's the same thing with speaking. It's the same thing with giving back to the, my community or whatever. It's sometimes it doesn't grab you at first and that's okay. But, Give it a fair shot. And if you give it, a t- you know, give it a month or two, if it doesn't work out for you, fine. But try something different. Keep working at different things. Keep going and finding things until something grabs you. And then once you start to get something in your head and in your heart where it's starting to make you flutter a little bit and you start to realize, hey, I kind of care about this, see where that leads you. That's Man. my advice. No, that was spot on. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Where do you want to take this? You you pick the next. Uh, you got any questions or anything else we want to? How do you feel about anxiety? How do I feel about anxiety? So honestly, that is a great question that I've been asked a decent amount, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna preface this or preface whatever that word preface, is. Yeah. Preface yeah. Um, this by saying that my views may be different than most people's mm-hmm. because I'm not trying to have most people's lives, right? Right, right. So a lot of people are okay with having an average life or a normal life or what is accepted. Mm -hmm. I want to be extraordinary, so I should have extraordinary thoughts and beliefs and actions. And Mm -hmm. so if you want me to be honest, when people ask me, what should I do about my anxiety or um, I had a lot of trauma as a kid or different things like that, I first ask them, 
how do you define the word anxiety or how do you define the word trauma, mm -hmm. right? And because if, if you ask 10 people today, did you have trauma growing up? Eight out of 10, nine out of 10, or 10 out of 10 will probably say yes, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that is in today's society, a lot of people have built up that word and it's been overused, mm -hmm. right? Trauma, anxiety, different words like that. And those words, to me at least, are not serving people. Mm -hmm. right? They're hurting people mm -hmm. more than they're helping people. And so what I define as trauma and what you define as trauma may be two different things, but mm -hmm. we can both be saying that we have trauma and then letting that be the reason why we don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, or anxiety, whatever we want to say, um, any of those words. Yeah. And so I think number one is define the word, right? And start by not defining the words that don't serve you, mm -hmm. right? But it's easy for me to say that, mm -hmm. right? And then somebody on the other side that is really feeling anxiety, and I've felt anxiety, right? But then I've also had days where I look back on it, like, why why was I feeling that, right? Yeah. It, it That wasn't anxiety, if you want to call it that. That was just me feeling a little off, right? And so I'm going on a little bit of a tangent right now, but pretty much it's, you can have two people that experience the exact same thing, the exact same circumstance growing up, mm -hmm. and one can label it as trauma, mm -hmm. and the other can label it as a good life, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, like, getting starved, right? There's kids in America that their parents could feed them, but they don't, right? They're abusing them and not feeding them, right? And so they could grow up and say, that was very traumatic. My parents didn't feed me. And then there's somebody in another country that is not getting fed that um could look at it as just that's just how life is mm -hmm. right and so it's it's a tough thing there um but i think being able to define the words and really only try to define the words that serve you kind yeah. of has, has helped me um but yeah that was a little bit of a tangent there what yeah. what are your thoughts on it so i i think that you bring up a really good point and i think that i i believe similar to what you were talking about i think that Anxiety exists for a lot of people, and I think that it's now so more than ever, it's become just part of everyday life for a lot of people. Um, I'm somebody that I struggle with anxiety as well. I think but how do you define it? Let me ask you so, that. What is anxiety to you? For me, anxiety looks like when my brain is under attack, where it's clouded by a lot of dark thoughts or like, my brain will assume the worst about things and it'll translate. So, so I agree. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. That, and that's probably how most people are, yeah. are defining it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but don't you think that that's just humans? Don't you think most humans are, are think so. questioning stuff and, and letting yeah. their brains get into that? I think so. And that's why I mean, like, that's why I think it, it's more common these days than ever, because I think everybody is so used to seeing it from somebody that they kind of absorb it and so when they feel it they really feel it and uh -huh. maybe that's why i feel it the way i do and it will you know it will go from being just thoughts then it'll affect my body to where i lose my appetite or i'd have i everything i do that i love or anything that i feel like i need to do it feels like a heavy chore so that's what anxiety looks like for me but the thing that i've learned especially the last few years is similar to what you say you know what you tell yourself really matters oh yeah positive and that's affirmations. the mental yes yeah positive affirmations really matter and they can really change the tide for you everybody's different everybody's process is different mine is similar to yours if if i'm going through 
what I'll just call a bad day. Uh huh. If I can change the way I think about things, if I can change my perspective, if I can do some things that I know make me happy, that can really change the tide for me and that can really get me out of those funks. So for me, that looks like, hey, when I go into work this morning, I want to make it a point to smile more today. I want to make it a point to say hi to everybody and try to create more dialogue than I normally do. Just just do it. Even if I don't feel like yep. doing it, just do it. And when I do that, I'll talk to, especially when I, when I run the pickleball program at my, uh, my work, by the way. I just want to say that. Shout, <laughs> shout out to my pickleball people. But they come pickleball in. Pickleball is growing, man. You know, it's, the greatest, it's the greatest right now. Anyway, they come in and, you know, these guys are, these guys and girls are, you know, 60, 70, 80 years old. Normally, I shouldn't be able to relate, but I just, com- I just compliment them when they come in. I, I, when they come in, I say hello with a bright smile. And we just talk about things. They tell me about little things about their life. I tell them about a little bit about mine. And we just create dialogues when they're not playing. Uh-huh. And so even on the days where I'm just not feeling good at all, I feel really bad up here. I feel really bad in here. When I'm in those moments when I'm just communicating with somebody and they're just genuinely happy to talk to me, it just makes me feel better. I just start to feel better. I feel better about my day. I feel better about my life. And I just, I realized these are the things that I should be focusing on. These are the things that really matter to me. These are the things that life should be about. It should be about being a good person. It should be about being nice to people. I shouldn't really use the precious energy and the precious time that I have dwelling on something that I really can't control right now. You know, especially if it's something that's out of my control, I can't waste energy on it. I just got to do what I know I can do. And that's still be a good person. And that's still be nice to people. And sometimes it makes me feel uh, makes me do a 90 degree change and I feel a lot better. So that's what I do for it. And it makes me feel better. So oh, I like that. One thing that I heard from Alex Hormozy, which is like another motivational speaker business guy is mm-hmm. he described anxiety as, so there's anxiety and there's sadness, right? Yeah. And in sadness, it's, you don't know what to do, right? Mm-hmm. Anxiety is, you know what to do, but there's all these different paths, that's right? True. So if you're here now and you want to get to here, that's true. you see this path, this path, this path, this path, and you don't know which one to take, mm-hmm. right? And really there's probably a path up here that can actually get you to where you want to go closer that you haven't thought of because you're so worried about looking at these lanes, right? That's true. That's so, true. and then to touch on what you said about good, bad, I think all of these words are their words, right? Mm-hmm. And they're getting thrown around so much, good, mm-hmm. bad, anxiety, trauma, successful, failed, all of that stuff. But not everybody's definition of that word is the same, right? right. And so, like I said before, it's not a, you're successful or you failed, or it's not good or it's bad. It's a continuum. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people, it's easy to build up all of these thoughts in your head when you're having a bad day of I'm having such a bad day, bad day, bad day, bad day, yeah. that you dig yourself into it being a worse day, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Or even on the good ones, same thing. It can you you can make it feel like it's so much better yeah. of a day than it really is mm-hmm. by having those thoughts, right? A thousand percent. And so the way I've been trying to look at it, and this may help some people or it may not, is it's just a day, right? It's just a day. And you can assume that one third of your days are gonna be good. One third of them are going to be average and one third of them are going to be bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you're working towards getting better, if this is the continuum and you started here and this was your bad day, this was your average day and this was your good day. If every day you're, you're noticing how you feel and you, you work towards just getting a little bit better, then 
what you consider your bad days will actually be what you used to consider your good days, That's right? True. That's very true. And then your average days become even better than what your good days used to be. And your good days are way better than you could have ever imagined. And you yeah. keep getting better at that. And so yeah, yeah. the last thing I'll say on that, which really um, excites me is if you talk to older people or even us, like I've found myself saying this, like the good old days, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be yeah. like, man, you remember high school, the good old days, uh -huh. right? everything is always going to be the good old days. Yeah. Like right now, to me, this yeah. is the good old days. Yeah. And then in five years from now, we're going to look back on this and be like, man, you remember the good old days when we were filming that podcast yeah. in, my, in my smaller gym because I'm going to have a bigger gym and all that yeah. stuff, right? And so yeah. it's always we're always looking for that next thing and comparing it to something. So I, it's just, it is a mind game, right? It is. And the better I think you get at, at understanding yourself and understanding that everybody is feeling this way, I, and... I'm only going to define the words and have the, I'm only going to keep the thoughts that serve me because yeah. we're all going to have those thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Some of them are going to be good. Some of them are going to be bad. Some mm -hmm. of them are going to be average. If I have a thought in my head that doesn't serve me, oh, that, it wasn't real. It wasn't the truth. It, wasn't, it was just a thought, right? That's, There's that's the right. objective truth and there's the subjective yeah. thought about what the truth is. And we can build up this subjective thing that's not even true. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? I'm so, I'm so happy you said that because intrusive thoughts are crazy because you could have everything in your life going perfectly great like you're just loving life and then just out of nowhere it's like that kermit meme with like the little hood when he's like talking to himself uh -huh. that's that's what it feels like everything's going great and then your brain's just like you don't like your life right now everything sucks and you're just like that's not true yeah but like if <laughs> it, it'll just like create chaos when everything is great and you got two options with that. You got one to use this and know that, hey, that's not true. Two can be you can give it some of your energy and you can give it time. And when you do that, it becomes real to you and it becomes something that you believe in. So if, and, you, choose ooh, that's to, huge. if you choose to give your energy to it, it will convince you further and more and more yep. that it's really happening, exactly. that it's a real thing. And then it becomes your truth. And then it becomes your truth, and yeah. it's based off of a lie. Yep. And it's like, I've, I've tried to give advice to people like that, and they're like, well, I'm, I've been really been feeling like this. And I'm like, I, I'm sure you are feeling that way. This is what you feel now because you gave that your energy. Yep, and you've you, told yourself yeah. over and over again. for You've, you've programmed yourself, right? You, so knew, you knew when that first happened that that wasn't real. But you had a moment of weakness where you're like, what if it is? And once you did that, there it came. It started flooding you. And then now it's like, oh, I really feel this way. That can happen to everybody if you choose to give your energy to those bad thoughts or choose to go down that route. You have to know in those moments that, hey, that's a lie that the devil or whatever is trying to tell me. Because look, look, let's just stop for a minute. Look at the life around us. It's like, hey, we're, we're getting a you know, we're, we're making a good paycheck doing what we love to do. I'm, I'm with the love of my life or whatever. Everything's great. So why am I feeling that way? You shouldn't be feeling that way, right? So if you're, if you're going to listen to that thought, then you're choosing to make a lie a truth. And that can be really dangerous. So I think that as much as like we talk about, like the whole point of this podcast is that, you know, 90% of life is mental. Be very careful with that and know what's your truth and know what's trying to lie to you to destroy you because that just happens. It's human nature. It happens to everybody. It's not if you're listening to this podcast, if you're somebody that knows that you're like that, you're a chronic overthinker, understand that you're not the only one that's like that. I think all humans to an extent can be that way. 
know your truth, know who you are, know what you're rooted in, and don't apologize for that. And don't let whatever forces that are at play, those dark forces, try to convince you otherwise. Because I think you're doing just fine. Just stay where you are. Keep going. I love it. And choose to keep the thoughts that serve you. Choose is, to keep the thoughts all, that serve you. Is, is yeah. what I'll add, right? Yeah. Because yeah. If, if we start on day one and we tell ourselves, I'm anxious or I'm sad or whatever, yeah. and then day two comes around and we told ourselves the same thing, and then day three, by day 90, we're going to truly believe we're sad, we're anxious, X, Y, and Z, yeah. right? But oh, on, yeah. on, on day one, if we feel or that thought comes through, I'm anxious, I'm sad, oh, no, that's just a thought, right? thousand percent. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm good, right? Yeah. And then day two, same, thought might roll around. And you keep telling, and it's tough because we can sit here and say, tell yourself you're happy. And uh -huh. then that person goes home and they're like, I'm really not happy, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Well, I, I, I've been telling myself it. And so it's. It's easy for us to talk about it, right? And I think it's one of those things where you don't know what you don't know, right? That's like true. You you have to you have to be open to there is probably a better way of thinking out there. There is right. Yeah. And so yeah. like I don't know. I've 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 really I I love that we're getting into this because yeah. I've really been uh, overthinking these types of things like just I feel good, you know, and I know mm -hmm. I feel good, but then you hear all these people that feel bad, yeah. and, and then you start to question yourself, like, do I feel bad? Do I feel yeah, good? Yeah, yeah. Do I feel bad? Yeah. Like, if that guy feels bad, and I'm talking to him, and he kind of has, like, a little bit of a, whatever, just bad attitude, or he's uh, complaining to me, like, maybe I should feel bad, but then it's yeah. like, nah, you know, I, I, I feel good, like, yeah. and... Yeah. And and it, it's a thing like I just said. You don't know what you don't know. I don't know what it's truly like to be like that deep in the darkness. Like I feel like I could say I do, and that I've had days where you get dark, but you never know how somebody else is feeling. But what I do know is that there's beliefs, right? And your beliefs yeah. are going to shape your reality. Mm -hmm. And if you choose to believe that you're feeling bad, the longer you do that, it's going to be harder to get out of that thought and choose to feel mm -hmm. good, right? Yeah. And it really is a choice, ultimately. Mm -hmm. It's just, can you see it from that angle? It's of, tough. It's of tough. Choosing. And so, like, Tony Robbins says it best. I love Tony Robbins. And he says, just choose that you're going to live in a state of, what does he say, of, of uh, what's the word he uses? I can't think of it right now, but he says, choose to live in a state of fulfillment and mm -hmm. Not happiness, but because there's going to be days where you're uh, angry or sad or whatever, but that's okay. You yeah. know, you know that that's expected. Yeah. But you choose to live in the state of um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but yeah. I guess the best best way to kind of sum that up is when you have a bad day, don't assume it's a bad life, and you can look at your growth and you can look at your progression. And you know, we've seen the charts and we know what these what these things look like. In our head, we just want it to look like this. Yeah. It doesn't look like that. No. The reality is it looks like this. And sometimes it can do this for a while before it comes back up. Just know who you are. Know what you're working towards. Like you said, just don't accept what your definition of failure is. Don't accept that. And just keep going. And when you have a bad day, understand that it's a bad day. Don't make it worse for yourself. Don't believe the lies that are being fed to you. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say one more thing. So you just said, um, what did you say there? You said, uh, 
it's not a bad life. Bad, bad day, not a bad life. Yeah. And uh, so what I was going to say is there's a guy named Charlie Munger who is like he was with Warren Buffett, very, got very rich investing XYZ. So he has this thing called, um, I don't know what he calls it, like inverse thinking, right? So if I want to be happy, right, I would think of what would the opposite of me being happy look like, right? I would wake up late eat horrible food, talk to negative people, uh, think about how unhappy I am all day, right? Okay, so now let me not do those things. Let me do the opposite. Let me eat good yeah. food. Let me wake up early. Let me move my body. Let me think I'm happy, right? And then mm -hmm. you can start to work towards how does you actually yeah. want to feel, yeah. you know? Yeah, and it's just, it's, that comes back to being, you know, like happiness isn't a destination, it's a mindset. And that can be you know, you have to do healthy things. You have to do happy things. If you do negative things, it's going to be really hard to be happy. It's going to be really hard to be positive. If the people you're around are negative all the time, or if your thoughts are negative all the time, like you said, you're eating, your eating habits are bad. You're not doing anything to get your body going. You're not getting any sunlight throughout the day. You're not doing things that can serve you the right way. It's going to be really hard for you to be that happy-go-lucky person that you're trying to be. So you have to make an effort to change the negative things around you yep. to a positive so and you can feed that. You also said like, uh, you said working towards something, right? Yeah. And so I think that's where a lot of people need to start. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to this and maybe you're, you're relating to it and you feel like anxiety or sad, whatever it is, what is your goal, right? Mm -hmm. where, where are you trying to go? Maybe you're in a dark place and you're trying to get out of that dark place, right? And yeah. so then you say... That's my goal, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then we do that in inverse thinking and yeah. say, okay, what do I got to do to get there? Yeah. Uh, what would somebody that is there be doing? I also think it's being around people is huge. Like being around the right people mm -hmm. and finding them. And I think it's one of those things that a lot of people don't search. And if you don't search, you won't find, right? They say search and you will find. Mm -hmm. So if I want to be around good people, good people are not just going to come to me, right? Right. I got to go find those good people, yeah. right? So yeah. It, there's a lot that goes into this, right? There's and obviously, lot. me and you keep going back and yeah, forth, yeah, and yeah. I love it. We could yeah. probably sit here for hours and, and go on this. Um, <laughs> yeah. But let's wrap this up. Let's give people just um, a few last thoughts. What do you think, Zach? What, what, how should we wrap up this episode? This has been a great episode, by this, the way, and I appreciate you coming on. Thank man. you very we'll much. Have to do it again Thank sometime. You. Thank you for having me. Full circle moment before I said my final thoughts. Um, a few years ago, when um, Tyler first opened Fast Phenom. I had a podcast of my own called Motivation Monday that we did on the platform for my nonprofit, Motivate Me. Tyler was one of my first guests, and we did it in this studio. This place looked a lot different. Oh, yeah. This place looked a lot different. So I want to use that as in my final thoughts here being, if you're somebody that's got a goal and you have a dream, I want you to look at Tyler Matthews as an example because he came in with an idea. He came in with a goal. And he just didn't take no for an answer, and he built it up. I'm, I'm a witness to it firsthand. When I came in here, this floor wasn't done yet. I don't think the walls were painted. I think you only had that hoop. Yeah. You had no air conditioning in here. Like you were, you were just starting from the very bottom. And he's built this up into a very profitable business. It's successful, and I know you love what you do. So, my message is being, even if you have a dream and you feel like you're, you have no resources or you feel like you don't have anything to go off of. You don't need it. If you have it in here 
And if you have it in here, that's all you need to be successful. Don't stray from that path. If you care about it, if you love it, if you're passionate about it, keep going. Don't take no for an answer. Keep going until you break those walls down. They're going to happen eventually. It's going to happen. So look at Tyler as a motivational factor for that. He's doing it himself. And that's why we're watching his podcast right now. So I love it. You're on the podcast. (laughs) And I'm on the podcast. I get the honor of having the full circle moment and doing the favor and doing the honors to him like he did for me a few years ago. So. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. You just said something and I lost the thought. Um, <laughs> what was your last sentence there? You, uh, can you recall? Give me a quick recap of what you just said. I, it was hitting me. I basically was saying that, you know, um, you said, just look, at, look at Tyler as a motivational factor. If you love something, if you're passionate about it, don't take no for an answer. Keep going and knock the walls down. They're going to fall down eventually. Man, I lost my thought. It was, yeah. it was a good one. That's um, right. Yep, yeah, that's all right. That's it okay. Ha- it happens. Um, it was a good one. I wish I, <laughs> I wish I had it. Oh, well, you, you win some, you lose some. I do want to say thank you, Zach, a ton for coming on here. Really appreciate it. Um, that's what I was going to say. Bam, it just hit me. See, that's why I, I stall sometimes. You said if you don't feel like you have the resources, X, Y, Z, Here's what I'm going to touch on on that is that this is a resource, right? This podcast is a resource, and I will say that everybody has the resources. You may not have the resources that you want right now, but you have your some resources at the level that you're at are accessible, and so it's not about having the resources. It's about having the resourcefulness, right, to use the resources that you have. I am here. I am available to any kid, any adult, anybody that needs somebody to talk to, Zach, are you the same? Absolutely. So mm-hmm. reach out. Fast Phenom Training, 90% podcast. How can they reach out to you? You can follow me on social media, mostly Instagram. You can follow me at z.amato1, or you can follow my sp- my speaking page, which is now um, Mania Minute. Just that, no spaces, no numbers, anything like that. If you watch this, if you feel called to do something, if you want to give back, if you need advice, you can go to Tyler at Fast Phenom. You can go to me at those. Just send me a DM. I'm here 24 hours a day. Would love to work with you. Let's get it. So ending on that note, use the resources that you have and have a goal. Exceed your goals. The limit does not exist. Again, this podcast is called the 90% Podcast because I truly believe that the game of basketball and the game of life are 90% mental. Do with that as you please. But I would say build up your mind, understand it, be positive, have goals, work towards them, and spread the message and the life that you think is right. Everybody has their beliefs on what they think is right. Come up with your own philosophy and then spread it to other people because there's people out there that were in a place that you currently were and want to get to where you currently are and you can help those people and I'm sure there's been people that have helped you. So be willing to help other people. And that was our big message for today. Zach is very passionate about that. So am I. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for Zach um, behind the camera, a.k.a. Jamie. I'm just kidding. Um, And shout out to everybody that tunes in. Appreciate it. Follow us on the socials. Fast Being on Training 90% Podcast. That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you guys very much.